What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast. This is Clark. And Bobby Jean. So glad you're here. Let's get started. Hey, what's up, everyone? Clark and Bob here, and this is the last day of the Proverbs Challenge. Mm -hmm. We're looking at Proverbs 31, and uh, it's a really good chapter full of all kinds of gold. Um, But also want to give you a word, and we'll bring it up again at the end. Many of you have been doing the Proverbs Challenge, and you've been doing a proverb a day. Well, now that we're done, we want to encourage you to keep it going. You can do it. And tomorrow, we're going to be jumping into the book of Titus. So we hope that you'll continue doing a Bible chapter a day. Read it, write it, pray it, share it, baby. It's a lot of yeah. fun. Um, as Bobby and I break this down, um, I'll speak a little bit first to the two verses that spoke to me, and then Bobby's going to talk about Proverbs 31, as this is a very popular verse for, for women. It's for everybody, but especially for women. <laughs> And she'll break that down a little bit. So if you notice reading this chapter, it talks about how this is written by King Lemuel. Lemuel is a name that means one who is devoted to God. This is probably King Solomon. Um, So this uh, is not written by anybody else. Same author. It fits right in with the rest of the Proverbs. Uh, With it, verses 8 and 9 really spoke out to me. And it says, Speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves, for the rights of all who are destitute. Speak up and judge fairly. Defend the rights of the poor and needy. And so I was listening to another curriculum podcast this week, and I think if I heard correctly, there was 2,530 verses in the Bible about justice, inequality, orphans, and widow, and how that's important to God and how mm-hmm. God's just. I, I think it's that, 2,530 or 2,350. Uh, but either way, it's powerful. we got to speak up for people who can't speak for themselves. And what does that look like? I think practically it looks Mm -hmm. like using your voice, your resources, your influence to shed light on topics and situations that A, people aren't aware of, or B, have turned a blind eye to. Mm -hmm. And so I was talking to my cousin Curtis, like my brother, and uh, he was saying the quote that he's really clung to this year, especially in the season of kind of turmoil, is that how am I disadvantaging myself for the advantage of others? Um, And so that stuck with him. He's passed it on to me. I found it to be very powerful as well. And it really lines up with the scripture. What does it look like for us to speak up for those who can't speak for themselves? Mm-hmm. Um, speak up for those and be a fair judge, you know? So as I was thinking through my life, okay, how could I practically give examples of how I'm trying to do this? Um, one, there's an older Hispanic gal named Lucy who comes to our English services, even although she speaks broken English. Uh, she needs help. It seems that her children have abandoned her. She's widowed. Um, she needs help with some stuff. And so I think we've helped her in the past, me, our church, just with a number of things. And I think this week I talked to her at church today and I have the privilege of, of helping her. And uh, she's trying to communicate and is finding it very difficult. So um, I think it ends up being taking pictures of stuff she's trying to get rid of at her house, yada, yada, yada. But um, she needs help and her voice isn't being heard by her family, by her friends. And so the church has a great opportunity to, to mm-hmm. help. Um, another example, uh, talking to some guys about the racial issues um, in our country right now. Um, a lot of this conversation was from um, me, a white man, to other white guys, just with jokes that were being passed, um, things that were being said that um, in the past might not have been addressed and were just kind of called out and laid on the table like, hey, like here's an example. I'm not sure if we should be talking like this. And, and it's led to really good, helpful conversation. Not, not always does everyone agree. But mm-hmm. it's led to helpful, honest 
conversation about, again, shedding light to situations A, people aren't aware of, or B, um, situations people have turned a blind eye That's to. Good. And uh, and in that, one of the most helpful things, too, is trying to encourage people to find conversations with friends um, of people who don't agree with them. And ironically, as I talk to a number of different people, there are very few who have friends um, that, that don't agree with them. Mm-hmm. You know, there's an echo chamber effect where you're friends of people who have the same skin color as you, same political party as you, same views as you, and very people venture outside that. And you're really, we, you, we are really missing out on um, an opportunity there to learn. The last example I'll give is World Help. Um, that's a, a nonprofit that's helping people uh, really internationally and globally do a ton with water getting people water, sex trafficking, helping people um, you know, find freedom and creating, creating jobs for men and women to leave that industry. And just this is not only international, this is domestic. Uh, I just saw in the news that 39 missing children were found in Georgia. So this is a huge thing, even in the United States. So um, long story short, verses 8 and 9, speak up for those who can't speak for themselves judge fairly, defend the rights of the poor and needy. The Bible mm-hmm. talks over 2,000 times about this, and there's just a few examples of how I'm trying to live that out myself. Yeah, that is, that's good. That's really good. I'm actually going to zoom in um, on this, the end of the chapter, like after verses 10, after verse 10 um, to the end, it's just kind of this um, section that you might have marked off in your Bible that's called the wife of noble character. And, um, just going to talk about what stuck out to me from that and um, maybe give you something new to chew on, maybe just reinforce what you've heard about this before. But like Clark said, this is kind of one of those um, chapters in the Bible that you see, you know, like on coffee cups or it'll come up a lot during Mother's Day or that kind of stuff. So um, you might have, as you read it, you might have had some verses come back to mind too that, um, that maybe the Holy Spirit lifted for you. So anyway, uh, another way that you might have seen um, this kind of section of verses titled is um, uh, an epilogue, a woman of valor, a woman of strength and, and courage. I think those have been in other translations too, maybe the ESV or the message. And so initially, it's just kind of... Um, when you read it for its like face value, it just seems like, wow, this woman is doing a lot of stuff. You know, she's providing food. She's working vigorously. She has profitable trading. She has open arms to the poor. She makes bed coverings. Um, she watches over her household affair affairs. She makes linen garments and sells them. And there's, there's just so much going on. I think our temptation, um, as, a woman is to see like, well, I don't do that. Like, I, I make the bed, you know, some, most days to try to do that, but I, I'm not making bed coverings. You know, I, um, I'm not selecting wool and flax, you know, um, I do, I'm just thinking of women right now in this time where we have had lockdown, not lockdown, working from home, commuting, kids at home, working remotely, online school, and that's like kind of how we would translate it is like, you know, she is the one who has the best Wi-Fi for her children to do on online yeah. learning. And um, and I just want to encourage you. That's actually, I think um, there's a little bit more here if we keep digging. Instead of this being a checklist of what a woman of noble character is supposed to be like, I think this is actually a celebration saying like, whoa, women, way to go. Like mm-hmm. you 
are a beloved creation that God made with a holy plan and purpose, and you are awesome. And even a little bit of this proverb, if you do a little background study, it even speaks to that, how maybe we bring this up on Mother's Day or on days where we're like specifically celebrating women because we want to honor them and say, holy cow, you are special and you have been able to do all of these things that God has you to do with with grace and poise and peace. But really, um, this list climax in, in, climaxes in verse 30, and I'll kind of unpack it a little bit. So this is 29 and 30. Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. And why this is the climax is because um, all over throughout the Proverbs, specifically even all the way back in Proverbs chapter one and two, you hear about how there's this, you know, foolish way of living. And then there's this uh, wise way of living. Or you've heard about how, you know, we can live into things of the kingdom of earth, or we can step into things uh, in the kingdom of heaven. And there's these two distinctions. And really this um, woman of valor and strength at Proverbs 31 is the personification of wisdom. All over at the beginning of the Proverbs, you hear about, I think it's, is it chapter one, how the um, the beginning of all knowledge is fear of the Lord. Mm -hmm. And now you hear that again at the end, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. That is the climax here. And it's out of that. It's out of that healthy fear. That's what we'll call it. Or holy awe and reverence for God in his way that all of these good things flow. And so I just want to encourage you again um, that this chapter is not a list of all of these things, you know, that we should be doing. You know, you shouldn't be reading this feeling condemned. Um, Instead, let's read this as a celebration that this, um, all of these things, that this is a specific way of life that we get to, um, that we get to live into and, and much more than that too, even um, when we do that first part of, or that second part of verse 30, when we put the fear of the Lord on the, um, as a priority in our lives, um, that instead of having to do those things, that we get to do these things, that instead of bringing our day to the Lord and saying, okay, this is what I'm doing, we just bring ourselves to the Lord and then he leads us into our day. Yep. And I, Ditto everything Bobby said. It's been fantastic going through the Proverbs. Um, super excited. I'm always excited for the next book. So I'm excited for Titus. Bring on the next book. Bring on the next chapter. Um, so tune in. Wednesday, Friday, we'll be here uh, continuing to plug away. So God bless you. Have a fantastic start to the week. And uh, know your love. Have a good one. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his countenance toward you and give you his peace. Have a great day.